الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد يا مرحبا بكم الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة Praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. Bithnilahi ta'ala, in these next few minutes, we have a short reminder that is related to the tongue, safeguarding the tongue and community success. The reason being is because safeguarding the tongue, then this is from that which will lend success to the individual. And communities, they are made up and comprised of individuals. And that which will hurt an individual and be detrimental to an individual subsequently will be hurtful, harmful, and detrimental to a community. Uh, the Fadil to Shaykh, Shaykh Abdul Razak Al-Badr, Ta'ala, he mentions that وَمَنْ وَسَائِلِ النَّجَاءِ and from the means by way in which one could be successful and have peace and security, حِفْظُ lisan is to control the tongue. Is to control the tongue. And to safeguard the tongue and prevent it from anything that is evil. So we safeguard the tongue and prevent it from anything that is evil. So I want you to reflect on this. Because how often do the tongues harm relationships? How often do the tongues harm marriages? How often do the tongues harm individuals and hurt people's feelings? Ma'am? And even more than that, as we'll come to, to speak about ta'ala. Anyway, the Shaykh he mentions, he says, And in the hadith on Uqbah bin Amir. This hadith is a hadith akhrajuhu al-Turmadhi wa sahahahu al-Albani. This is a hadith that is tremendous. So for those who are taking notes, I want you to pay very close attention and to write down bithnilahi ta'ala what the Prophet sallallahu he mentioned. And I also want you to take notice to the questions that the Sahaba used to ask. Because they used to ask serious questions. They didn't ask frivolous questions and things of this nature, but they asked some high-powered questions. He asked, he said, Ya Rasulullah, man naja? He said, O Messenger of Allah, what is that which will cause an individual to be successful? What is that which will be a means to success? So he's asking about the things that we can do to be successful. And then I want you to reflect now deeply over the answer of the Prophet ﷺ. The very first thing he mentioned, he says, لسانك. He said, control your tongue. The very first thing he mentioned. He asked again about being success, or being successful and success. The very first thing the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, he said, control your tongue. 
Control your tongue. If you want to be successful, control your tongue. And then the Prophet وسلم, he said, And let your house be enough for you. Stay home. Stay in your house. Naam. If we reflect upon this, how much trouble do individuals get in by going outside? Naam. Think of most of the trouble that individuals they get into. is because they were outside. So if you're controlling your tongue and you stay in your house, Naam. of course, outside of those things in which you need, we need to go out, go out, no problem. But just think about this. If you live in any times of turmoil, any type of situation of instability, so on and so forth, if you were to control your tongue and stay in your house, think about how much will be averted from you from troubles, trials and tribulations and calamities. And then the Prophet وسلم, he said, and cry about your sins. Naam, this is causing an individual to be self-reflective. Because how often is the case that we are very keen to the shortcomings and to the mistakes of others while being oblivious to our own shortcomings and our own mistakes. Now, a mistake is something that requires correction, right? But if we are oblivious to our own mistakes, when will we ever correct it? We won't. But yet we have advice to everyone else telling them what they need to do while neglecting ourselves on what we need to do, right? So if you reflect on this now, if you want to be successful, then it will be by correcting your mistakes, your errors. That makes sense? It's like if an individual were to build a building, he would make a design, right? An architect would make a design for a building. That design may have some flaws in it. But he doesn't take notice to his designs. But he has a critique for everyone else's designs. So what will happen is, now let's say his critique was accurate. And let's say these other architects took his advice and they rectified and they altered and changed and modified their designs. When it came down to building a structure, who will have good structures? All the ones who modified their designs. But whose structure will be flawed fundamentally? The person that can see everyone else's mistakes, but they can't recognize their own mistakes. They're the ones who will be flawed fundamentally. They're the ones that will be hurt. In any event, these are just some indications which shows you the depth of this particular narration. But we want to focus in on the first statement of the Prophet where he said, that control your tongue. Control your tongue. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, Tanbihun. Then this is a notice or this will draw your attention to the importance of controlling the tongue. How do you control the tongue? This is that everyone has to look at his statements. Everyone has to look at his or her statements. If it is good, then say it. And if it is other than that, don't say it. Keep it, keep it to yourself. As the Prophet he said, 
فَلْيَقُولْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لِيَصْمُتْ And whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him speak good or be quiet. Now I want you to just reflect on the personal benefit that one will gain from implementing these prophetic guidance, this prophetic guidance. Now, they will benefit tremendously. Now I want you to reflect and look and see how you will benefit if you utilize that between you and your spouse. If you didn't have anything good to say, then you just didn't say anything. How many arguments would that save you from? How much tension in the home would that save you from? How much marital discord would that save you from? Now, now as men, sometimes we say things we shouldn't say, and it causes hurt and harm to our spouse, which in return will get them to what? To act out and maybe say some things. Maybe on the flip side, maybe the brother is the one that has temperance. Maybe he's the one that is mild-mannered. How many of the brothers complain and say, my wife, she talks too much. She always saying things she'll need to say. And it causes what? Causes problems in the marriage. So sometimes it's him, sometimes it's her, sometimes it's both of them together. He's saying he's talking too much and she's talking too much. And that will lead to what? Harm in the marriage. Okay. So you know as they say that the family structure and the health of a family structure is an indicator to the overall help of health of a society. That you can measure the health of a society by examining its smallest component, meaning the family, right? So if these things run true as relates to the families, then now what about when we broaden that? How many situations, how many projects, community projects that started off doing good, everyone was together, they had unity, they had cooperation, they had cohesiveness, so on and so forth. They were working together towards a noble goal to establish a school or to establish a masjid and so on and so forth. And then that all falls apart. Let me ask you a question. Did it fall apart in silence? No. But it fell apart and a key component of the breakdown of that cohesiveness was what? Was people talking. This one disrespecting that one. This one getting in an argument with this one. So on and so forth. Naam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi told us, Ya'is al-shaytan and ya'buduhu al-musallun. That the shaytan has given up hope that he'll be worshipped by the people who pray, by the people of Tawheed. Walakin at-tahrij baynahum. So he resorts to making problems between them. Making this one hate that one, miss this one, have something in his heart against that one, this one argue with this one, so on and so forth. This is what the shaytan he goes to do. Because that is the quickest way to what? To stop a project full stop and to destroy it. By bringing forth calamity between the individuals who are involved in that project. And all of this becomes illustrated upon where? Upon the tongues. Ma'am? So I want you to think about the opposite. If we want to have success and cohesiveness and we want to have unity and so on and so forth, then a big part of that is in controlling our tongues. And when we have disagreements, to articulate that and to communicate that in an adult manner. In a manner that doesn't bring any harm, but in a manner that brings mutual understanding. If someone's feelings was hurt, 
then how easy is it just to say, I'm sorry? Right? Not to try to explain, not to try to bring forth a justification, but to say, I hear you, I understand completely, I didn't mean to, I'm so sorry. Let's go back to the smallest unit. If your wife came to you saying the likes of this, nine times out of ten, will that calm you down? Huh? Nine times out of ten? It'll, it'll, it'll make you pump your brakes. You say, you know what? It's my fault. You start blaming yourself. She'll diffuse you completely. You start blaming yourself. Why? Because of the power of a good word. Now, the power of a good word. So if we want to build communities, we have to learn how to speak to one another. We have to be careful of that tongue. One of the poets, he said, and I want you to reflect on this. Listen to this, because this is true. One of the poets, he said, he said, safeguard your tongue, O human being, and don't get stung by it because verily it is a snake. That tongue is a snake. Don't let it bite you. Don't let it bite you. He said, because how many, how would you say this? How many victims or how many people are dead in the graveyards due to their tongue? How many people are dead in the graveyards due to their tongue? Now, and how many individuals, their families used to hate to meet them, their friends, their families, their, their you know, people that were close to them, used to hate to meet with up with them, used to hate to see them. Why? Because they had reckless tongues. They're, they're a person that will disrespect you, that will say something out of pocket to you, that will say something that will hurt your feelings, that will say something that was, there was no reason to even say that. A person constantly nagging about this, talking about that one, finding fault in this one, want to tell you about yourself, so on, for no reason. I just said, I just said, salamu alaikum, and then you coming at me, subhanAllah, what happened? To the point where when they see them coming, they don't want them coming. Is so-and-so coming to, the, yani, to, to, to eat with us? Yes, oh, subhanAllah, you wish they weren't coming. Why? Because of the recklessness of their tongue. Such an individual of this nature, could you, could you really build a community and you have people that are this reckless with their tongues? Of course not. So in order to have successful communities, we have to learn how to speak to one another. We have to learn that sometimes you don't have to say anything. We have to learn that sometimes, as, as one of the poets he mentioned, he says, well, he said, not every statement requires a response. And sometimes the, the appropriate response is just to say nothing. Sometimes the appropriate response is just whatever, nothing. Naam? But we have to be careful. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, he said that a person, a person may utter a word without even thinking too much about it. We're not thinking about whether it's going to be good or not. 
just will say something. Ma'am? And unfortunately, we live in a time where people take pride in this. They call it keeping it real. Quote, unquote, just being honest. They pride themselves. Oh, I don't have any filter. That's a bad thing. What do you mean you don't have any filter? We should all have a filter. The Kitab and the Sunnah should filter what we say. If it's good, we say it. If it's bad, we don't say it. You don't just say what you say and then pride yourself. Well, I don't got no filter. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being me. Yeah, subhanAllah. The Prophet me said that a person may say a word, they don't even think about whether it's good or not. They don't even think too much about it. And because of that word, they will be plunged inside of the fire a distance that is bigger from the east to the west. Do you know how big it is? Or from the west to the east. you know how big that is? East to the west. Now, do you know how big that is? How far a distance that is from the east to the west? Could you imagine being plunged into the fire that great distance due to a statement? This is serious. Now, so therefore we have to watch our tongues. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, That when the child of Adam wakes up in the morning time, Then all of the limbs, they start rebuking the tongue. All of the limbs start rebuking the tongue. And they say to the tongue, Fear Allah as relates to us. Fear Allah as relates to us. Because look, if the tongue gets you in trouble, who going to hell? Just the tongue? <laughs> the whole person. So they say, Fear Allah as relates to us. Because we are like with you. We are, we, you are representative of us. We are this in the same stance as you. If you are upright, we are upright. And if you were crooked, then we're crooked. If you're upright, you the tongue. If you're upright, the rest of the body is good. If you the tongue is crooked, then we're crooked. Because a crooked tongue is indicative of what? Of a crooked heart. Because the tongue is just going to articulate what is in the heart. And as we know, the heart is the king of the body. If the heart is good, the body is good. If the heart is bad, the body is bad. The tongue is that which will articulate and to bring to light what is in the heart. Right? If somebody has one of those moments where they say, well, I'm going to tell you what I really feel about you. And they start telling you, right? Or oh, I'm going to tell you what I really think about you, quote unquote. And they start telling you, they know for sure that's what they have in their heart for you. That's what they have in their heart for you. They're going to articulate and bring forth what is in the heart. So therefore, if we want to have successful relationships, we want to have successful communities, we have to learn to control our tongues. So controlling the tongue and um, protecting the tongue and controlling it from saying that which is bad and the like, then this is the key of all good. This is the source of all good in this world and in the next. And not controlling it and being reckless with your tongue, then this is the source of all type of evil and all type of destruction in this world and in the next. Then if forever you are in doubt about anything, then be quiet. As the Prophet ﷺ said, Whoever is quiet, he's successful. Now, Whenever people's talking evil, talking bad, so you don't get involved, whoever's quiet is safe.
So if we want to have safety, we want to have good communities, if we want to have good relationships with our families and the like, we have to learn how to control our tongues and to utilize them in that which is good and protect others from the evil that is within our tongues. This is just a small reminder what I wanted to remind myself and all of you with as relates to this particular topic. But as we know, this is a family night and we always, whenever we meet, whenever we come together, we have to make sure that we are remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and enjoying each other's good company. فَنَكْتَفِي بِهَذَا الْقَدْرِ وَصَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ عَلَى نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَجَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا